When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to Quick Drag, a mini spinoff of EW's Binge Podcast. I am Joey Nolfi, host of new weekly installments that air at 10.05 Eastern, 7.05 Pacific, immediately following new episodes of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 14, all throughout the season on EW's Twitter spaces, where you can hear these first. Our first episode features the first ever challenge winner of the season, the lovely Cornbread the Snack Jeté, and we are talking all about her chicken necklace which is soon going to be merch. It is a great installment. We had a really fun chat. So sit back and let her smooth vocals carry you through our first episode of Quick Drag. Enjoy. Now, let's get this straight. I mean, I'm still catching my breath after the two hours we just experienced. Thanks to our debut Quick Drag guest, Please welcome the queen that you're all still talking about right now, Miss Cornbread. Hello. Oh, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you? I am doing great. I mean, I guess I should say Detective Cornbread from the Cornbread Detective Agency because you put out a missing persons alert for Merle Ginsburg. Have you located her? I have to know. I still ain't found Merle Ginsburg yet. Maybe I'm going to use that uh, good coin I got to find her ass. <laughs> Well, let me just say this. Even before this episode tonight, you got me through this week with your reaction to that Press Week video of them editing Selena Gomez into Georges' interview. Have you recovered from that yet? Let me tell you, I was in uh, Santiago today, I live in L.A., and I saw a Selena uh, sweatshirt hanging up. Child started to laugh, and all I thought about was Georges. <laughs> I mean, yeah, is- yes, Georges making an impact in her episode isn't even until next week. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Icons and icons only. I mean, speaking of icons, congratulations on your Drag Race debut. I mean, what an episode. Your workroom entrance was so great. Your facial expressions. I mean, I'm petitioning the government to get them designated as National Historic Landmarks (laughs) in and of themselves. But... I mean, the biggest face crack, I think, came when you all learned that it would be a split premiere. I mean, you all looked pretty gagged. So what was the feeling in the room when you all realized that it would be a split premiere with only seven of you? Did you feel like it would give you more of a chance to shine on episode one? Yeah, I mean, the, my, my mindset has always been this. Um, I'm not afraid of anybody. I don't compare myself to anybody in the competition. So I was just I thought we were going to have, you know, at least 14 of us walk into that room um, um, on that uh, particular day. Um, but it didn't scare me any. I'm just oh, shit. It's only going to be or hopefully I can curse if I can. I just did. Um, <laughs> it's only it's only uh, six other people in here. It's definitely more of a spotlight. But if you came to drag race to hide behind the shadows, then girl, you shouldn't be there in the first place. So um, I loved it, honey. Look at me. Drag queens like attention. (laughs) Yes, and uh, you are getting so much attention right now. I mean, all I have seen is people just obsessing over you since this episode started. I feel like you are just, as Lizzo said, a superstar in the making. And, I mean, Lizzo, as a guest judge, you seemed particularly enthused. I had to clutch the Invisible Pearl necklace on my chest 
best when she when she said I'm Lizzo and then you scream from off camera I know bitch like it was, <laughs> it was so funny because you said you are the Lizzo impersonator in Los Angeles so did you have you met her before have you had any interaction with her prior to this no fun fact um there was someone contacted me a very 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 very, very i don't even know i'm supposed to be saying this but i just don't even care um somebody contacted me a very long time ago um asking me to do something uh for lizzo this is like when i first started drag too and and i couldn't do it because i couldn't you know achieve the particular thing that they wanted um so that was my opportunity i'm like damn i'm never gonna get an opportunity to meet lizzo but i'm gonna always impersonate her and then lo and behold first episode honey <laughs> i mean yeah what a connection i mean do, can you say what it is that she contacted you to do um, someone contacted me for her, but it was a it was a music video thing. It was like a spoof kind of situation she wanted to do, um, and tried to ask me to do somebody's jump split. You know that wasn't happening. <laughs> I mean, I would have loved to. I, I have no doubt that you would have tried for Lizzo. Truly, I mean, you seem like you are a huge fan of hers. But how about after this? I mean, did you have any discussions with her? Do you have any projects lined up with her? Since she is clearly was so obsessed with you on this episode. So my whole goal was to wait until this episode aired because, you know, you know, we can't obviously contact each other um, <laughs> prior to anything. But um, baby, tomorrow morning, ah, I should be in her <laughs> inbox from all of my accounts, including my fences. <laughs> Camped outside of her house, just like holding up a sign, higher cornbread. Yes. <laughs> Wearing that same outfit I had on the stage with the holes in the tights. <laughs> oh no yes untucked with the holes in the tights oh my gosh i mean you you also have though i was doing my research on you You have a great lip sync number to the phone song by lizzo that i saw on youtube like ginger and mayhem did on all stars last year so what did you think of their performance of that last year i actually uh i enjoyed it it was it was very fun um when i first started uh drag that was the only song that i knew that and, and i'm telling you um so i will perform those everywhere i went and um, I would always take the uh, shoe and put it next to my face like I couldn't find my phone. Um, uh-huh. So it's been my song for the longest. So um, when we were when we were home and we watched the All-Star, obviously we knew our season was coming up afterwards. And I'm like, damn, I wish I would have had that Lizzo song. But uh, <laughs> they did a good job. Yes, that was definitely a huge moment from last year. And your runway outfit, I mean, this episode, Lizzo said that you stole her look. So was that, I have to know, was that always what you had planned to wear for the runway that week? Or did you sort of switch outfits to be more Lizzo-esque when you heard that, when you saw her enter the workroom? So, uh, fun fact, um, I'm a very concept kind of human being. Um, my original plan for the runway, um, so if you notice in the bag I had with Morgensburg's face, it was the ingredients to make uh, <laughs> cornbread from scratch. Um, so I was going to walk out on the runway and I'll post it later. I was going to runway in a, a brown, like velour gown with butter dripping over it. It was going to be me oh as the God. cornbread afterwards. And then when Lizzo walked in the room and had that on, I'm like, girl, it was very much the moment um, of thinking like you're in front of your idol and you have the same material as her. Why would I not walk out there? If you're smart and you watch RuPaul's Drag Race, I'm a fan of it. They always say, bitch stole my look. Or they'll say, X, <laughs> Y, and Z, is that you? And I'm just like, girl, you think I'm not about to take the opportunity to get this moment? Um, so I threw it on. Any opportunity to show my fat rose hanging outside of my back, bitch, I'm doing it. <laughs> you looked incredible. Seriously, Cornbread. Like, I mean, my job was on the floor. And that's, I mean, I'm now wondering, though, that the Merle Ginsburg milk was an actual ingredient. Uh, it seems like that was the conception. So what flavor is Merle Ginsburg milk? Um, hopefully it ain't got no curds in it. Um, <laughs> it's a little bit of some, maybe a little bit of butter, a buttermilk, um, good buttermilk cornbread. Uh, and it's clearly missing. Um, but it's, it's, 
it's details. And I think that's, that's my entire thing. Obviously, like, I pay attention to concepts and things like that. And if you got a milk, the first thing you think about is like, oh, missing milk carton. Who's mm-hmm. missing? Merle Gainsbourg. And um, <laughs> I wasn't going to do Santino because it's more impact to do Merle when Michelle's sitting there. Yeah, I mean, it was, I, I definitely was, I, I laughed out loud when I saw that. I I have to know, though, like, did you, was that something that you, so you came prepared with that? That wasn't something that you just, like, whipped up in the workroom? Nope, it was something I came with. Um, so we found out we had a talent show um, uh, aspect of it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I'll write an original song, and I want to make it seem like, I'm, you know, who would be coming from the uh, grocery store? Everybody know her in the neighborhood. She got all the gossip. Um, so um, I contacted my friend Jocelyn Knobs. Um, I was like, hey, girl, this is what I need. Here's the concept. And boom, it came back to me completely spawned and ready to go. And I was like, it better stay room art on it. <laughs> well, did the trouble, did the judges have trouble seeing it at first? Because it was a little bit smaller. And I noticed the camera like had to zoom in on it for us to be able to see it. So did everybody realize what it was at first when it came, when you came out? Yeah, um, TV magic. I'm pretty sure they see everything we got. Um, but they notice it. Like, the, the judges seem far away, but they're close enough to see stuff. Um, and as much money as they got, I'm pretty sure they got good 2020 vision. They can pay for it. <laughs> yes. Now, also, the uh, the chicken necklace. I mean, RuPaul clearly loved it. Winner, winner, chicken necklace, I think, is the quote of the episode. It's, um, I mean, the prop was just so amazing. Did you make that yourself? And will it be merch after this episode? So I do have, I'm going to actually post everything once everything airs over here on the West Coast. Um, I have, it's a, it's a pendant, like a gold charm chicken necklace um, that is going to be my merch. I did not make that. I got ordered that uh, particular necklace and I was going to wear it for my confessionals or my interviews, but the chicken necklace kept hitting the microphone. So they told me, all right, cornbread, you got to put it away. <laughs> and I'm like, nah, bitch, I'm wearing this somewhere. And I ended up wearing it on the main stage. And uh, fun fact, I tucked it inside of my, they're going to beat my ass. For I tucked this inside of my shirt. Uh, before we walked out and I said well if I pull this out on camera continuity honey so then I just forced the chicken necklace in there <laughs> and I am so thankful that you did and you it will so it will be merch you can confirm that yes yes it will 100% be merch wonderful I will be purchasing one now um at the panel also I mean you got great reviews um I, I mean it all added up to your a challenge win I mean first winner of season 14 and you cried when Lizzo said that you were a superstar so so what were you feeling in that moment and why did that hit you so hard? Like all of that love and appreciation that you received right then? It was a over, not overwhelming, um, in a bad, it's like, it was a great moment. Um, I have, I'm a product of RuPaul's Drag Race. I've been a fan of RuPaul's Drag Race. Like all of my, um, thought process, you know, can remember back in the day or whatever. And it's, it's, you're standing on the stage and like you feel the air conditioning, you see the cameras looking at you, you see them looking at you and you it doesn't hit you that you're there until you walk um, down the runway. So when she said that and um, she's like the last judge to get critiques, oh, I just lost it. Um, there was so many, emo- I was already emotional going into there and, and, and the first place dealing with stuff with like, you know, back at home with my friend and getting there, my emotions were already at its peak. So when she said that, I said, girl, you know what? I can't hold it in no more. Like this is validation to to what i've been working for um love all them judges but lizzo said it honey so we good yeah yeah i was so happy to see you get that because it was you know it's 
you know, a lot of times on reality shows, I feel like it's a lot of like people are, are acting with emotions and it's like, no, that was a very pure, genuine moment. And I could tell, and it was just, it was very beautiful. So I'm happy that you felt that in that moment. But now also something that, that was, you know, causing some chatter on Twitter. I mean, on the panel, Michelle couldn't understand the lyrics. So what was running through your mind when you got all of the judges feedback? Um, well, when Michelle was like, I can't understand the lyrics you were saying. Um, I was fine with it. Um, it didn't like matter much to me because there's Google, there's lyric sheets. Um, I can also put that out if you need that. It was mainly my thing is I have a twang. I have a way of speaking. I have a way of talking. Honey, Candy Muse got through a whole season. Ain't nobody knew what the hell she was saying. And she still translated well. <laughs> so I was like, well, if you can't understand what I'm saying, it's like, I know the track is clear. And I feel like it was more so not the how I said things. It was just my metaphors we're so boom, 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 boom. It's confusing to the mind. Um, but you can't be a good lyricist. I'm not trying to be like the rest of most drag queens and put out bubblegum music. Honey, it's, you have to think about it. You got this a thought process. Mm-hmm. No, it was very good. Um, so wait, so you are going to put out the lyrics, did you say? You're going to put out a lyric sheet? Um, yeah, I don't think I need to because um, it sounded real clear on TV, but I'll definitely yeah. put one out. Um, <laughs> so everybody can understand the, the, the purpose behind the metaphors. Uh, mm-hmm. everything that I was saying because it's a story behind it from front to front to front to back. Yeah. Now, are you working on any new music now that you are uh, on Drag Race? Yes, I am working, uh, working on new music, but it's something I'm going to take my time with. Um, I don't want to like rush and just throw some stuff out there. Um, my goal is to be like the Lizzo you know, little Kim uh, who a fantasy of the drag community. I don't want to just put out, you know, fun tiptoe music i want to put out actually like artistry stuff uh very la la re energy for her uh her songs and stuff you know so um i am working on music but i will take my time because i'm not one to rush anything mm-hmm. well i can't <laughs> wait to hear that love the la la re shout out always love to la la re now um That's my boo. cornbread is there anything else that you want to say about this episode that you think fans might be interested in hearing um honestly Every single person that walked onto that stage and into that room is a phenomenal person. I'm not saying that to be a sweetheart or anything. It's truly genuine. Um, Everybody there is phenomenal. And if you think that I'm an annoying person, you are 100% correct. My friends can confirm I am annoying (laughs) as hell. I will not stop being annoying. You're going to get what you get. And if you don't like it, you're still going to watch it. Just buy my merch. Yes, yes, buy the chicken necklace when it comes out. I mean, I will be first in line to purchase that, no doubt. Don't you, uh, no, no, don't you purchase it. I'll give you one. You know, oh, I like you. I'll find you. Yes, I'll find you, honey. I oh, like you. Cornbread, you are wonderful. Thank you so much. I am going to let Miss Detective Cornbread get back to her search for missing Merle Ginsburg. Thank you so much for being <laughs> here. And may the power of Selena Gomez be with you. Don't you start that with me. <laughs> You were shady as they get, honey, and I love <laughs> Anything to make you laugh, Cornbread. All right, You're thank you, everyone, for joining. New episodes of Drag Race air Fridays at 9 p.m., and EW's Quick Drag will follow next Friday at 10.05 p.m. Eastern, 7.05 p.m. Pacific. Until then, we are letting the spirit go for now so we can all go sleep <laughs> on our willow pillows.
Thank you for listening. To keep the conversation going, follow Entertainment Weekly on all socials at EW on Twitter and Entertainment Weekly everywhere else. And tag me, Joey Nolfi, if you'd like. If you like what you heard, subscribe, rate the podcast, and leave us a stunning review. This quick drag episode is produced by Chanel Johnson and Sammy Junio, executive produced by Shayna Krokmal and Eva Wong, edited by Sammy Junio. The full episode transcripts are available at EW.com. Thank you.